everybody. Welcome to Sincerely Shanique. This is your host, Shanique, with our first episode of the first season. Um, Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm really excited to be back into making the podcast and getting all this information out to you guys. Just sharing my life, sharing my story, sharing my journey. Um, It hasn't been easy, but who journeys easy? you know, and I just really, I'm excited this go around. I'm really excited. Got a lot of things planned, a lot of things in store. So thank you for joining me on this ride. Welcome to Sincerely Shake. episode planned out for maybe the last month um, because I remember I took time off from my last podcast to really plan out these podcasts and these episodes but I feel like the preacher at church when they be like oh I got my notes but I'm not gonna read them because <laughs> that's really how I feel today um I had this whole podcast planned out but today I just I was like, I'm already tired of people like, oh, my new year resolution. Oh, new year, new me. I'm already tired. It's Today is January 1st and I'm tired of hearing it. So I decided not to go that route with my first episode. Um, today, what I'm actually going to talk about is what 2018 taught me. Part of moving on in life and moving on to the next year and growing is taking a moment to look back at how did you get to where you are now and what things would you change what things you know what things would you keep the same so I was like well why don't I do that instead of you know telling you guys how to plan or how to make a resolution or how to make a goal let's talk about some what has 2018 taught me uh so that's what this episode is actually going to be about I got a couple of lessons that I think were very important um throughout 2018. Uh, so yeah, here they come. All right, so what has 2018 taught me? So I'm going to say this, and I've heard other people say this, so maybe it just was a bad year all around. 2018 was literally one of the roughest years of my entire life um in the beginning it just started off with a bad situation with some of my siblings and then that just kind of set the tone for my whole year it just was like bad situation after bad situation so um but don't get me wrong I had great times in 2018 too but overall it was really pretty much a bad year um but I won't even say it was a bad year it was a year full of lessons. It was a, a year where if the things didn't transpire the way that they did, I would not have learned a lot of things. So I'm going to change that. I'm not going to say it was a bad year. I'm going to say 2018 was a year of lessons. I learned so much about myself, about my family, about my friends, about my career. It was just constant lessons. I'll say that. So 2018 for Sneak was the year of the lessons. So look at your year, think about your year, and 
message me, inbox me, uh, snap me, whatever. But tell me, what would you consider your 2018? Like I'm saying, mine was the year of the, year of the lesson. Somebody might be like, mine was the year of great opportunities, or whatever. It's just let's figure out what your 2018 was. Um. So, with that being said. What do you want your 2019 to be? So for me, what mine's been, 2018 was the year of the lessons. I want my 2019 to be purpose. I want it to be everything I do. I want intention in it. I want to kind of start my mentoring program. I want to be a regular on my podcast. Um, I won't say I want to be a regular, but... I want to regularly post them. So I want it to be frequent. I want it to be consistent. Consistent is the word. So I want to be my podcast to be consistent. I want to start my mentor program. And then I want to have events in the Rochester area um, for women and men just to promote empowerment and growth and motivate each other, networking, things like that. So that's what I'm going to, that's what I want for my 2000. In 19, it's going to be the year of purpose and intention. So, yeah. So, what did 2018 teach me? My first lesson of 2018, I already said I started off the year pretty interesting with the situation with my siblings. So, my first lesson, I think, of 2018 was to always take care of myself first. Um, Being... An older sister, I always, um, and then growing up in a, a very mixed family, my mom has me and my brother, and then my real father has me, my two sisters, and I have a little brother as well, but then also having my father, father has two kids. I have a lot of siblings, um, but in all of those situations, I am pretty much the oldest my real dad he has a a daughter that's older than me um but I'm pretty much the oldest in all those situations so with that being said being an older sister you always want to take care of your younger siblings whenever you can um and so I kind of fell into one of those situations where I didn't put my needs my immediate needs first and obviously, I'm like, this my this, this family, this my sister, this my brother, I'm going to take care of them. I'm going to make sure they good. If they good, I'll be good. But in reality, I have to be good before I take care of anyone else. And you have to be good before you take care of anyone else. Uh, sometimes we put ourselves on the back burner. And we're like, oh, well, you know, this is this will make it better for so-and-so and so-and-so. But then you turn around, and when you need that same love or support reciprocated, you don't get it. Uh, and then you start to feel something like, yo, I just did this X, Y, and Z for you, and you're not going to do this for me? And then you start to, you know, so then you're, now you and your feelings, right? So one thing I definitely learned was take care of myself first. And it reminded me of whenever you travel, whenever you get on an airplane, they always give you this long speech that I probably don't listen to no more because I've traveled way too many times because I know what they're going to say. But they tell you to put on your mask in the case of emergency put on your mask before you help someone else even if the person next to you is a child even if it's your child they say put your mask on first and then help the next person because until you fully take care of you and make sure you're straight you can't help nobody else 
yeah, you'll get their mask on, but if, if you pass away or something happens to you, now you're you're done. So you have to remember to take care of your, yourself first and foremost. That's the number one thing that 2018 has taught me. The second thing 2018 taught me was to speak up. And I mean speak up on different levels, not just like say what's on your mind, even though that is one thing. It definitely taught me to to speak my truth, but then also speak my mind when something isn't right to me. If I don't feel comfortable, say it, because a lot of time uh, we kind of play things over in our head. We'll feel away and in our head. We'll be like, oh, that's, that's messed up. That's messed up. But we won't say it out loud. So I say that in everything that you do, speak up. If something's not right, if it's at, if it's at work and you don't like the way something's being done, speak up. Say something because sometimes people don't even know that you have a problem. And <laughs> this is kind of funny. Cause I, it's not really funny. It's kind of sad, I guess. Um, I had a friend and I would consider us pretty decent friends. Um... And he was mad at me. I think this is really petty. He's a very petty person. Um, but it is what it is. So he was mad at me maybe from May until we talked literally a couple nights ago. And I'm the type of person, like, I may call you every day. I may not call you every day. I may call you today. I might not call you for another two months. But I don't feel a way if you don't call me. Like, if we're not talking, it doesn't hurt my feelings. Your life might be busy. My life might be busy. So I'll give you your space when you need it. If I need you, if I want to talk to you, I'm going to call you. Simple. Hey, hey, girl, how you doing? Uh, I ain't talked to you in a minute, but girl, let me tell you what's going on. Or let's go out to eat. That's me. That's the person I am. I don't really hold too many grudges if I don't see you or if you didn't talk to me or I didn't text you. But um, I missed his birthday, so I didn't text him to say happy birthday. His birthday was in April. Um, I texted him in May about kickball. He responded. We didn't really talk, and then I texted him maybe like October-ish. He, he was ignoring me. So I talked to him a couple nights ago, and I'm like, yo, like, why would you ignoring me? And he was like, oh, I was mad at you, but you didn't know I was mad at you, so it was kind of pointless. Exactly. He was mad from maybe April to I'm going to say after October, but this whole time while he's holding these feelings against me, I'm out here living my best life, like not worried about him at all. So for him, if he would have just spoke up in, in April and made like, yo, I really didn't appreciate you not saying happy birthday to me. Like that kind of hurt. I thought we was better than that. I would apologize, you know. Oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot. I had a lot going on, but happy birthday. You know, you want to go out to eat, you something but because he didn't speak up he held on to feelings way longer than he should have could have had to because he didn't want to say something because he didn't speak up because his feelings were hurt and he didn't say anything so I say that to say speak up because he he was in his feelings and I'm chilling like had no idea that this is how this person was feeling and I didn't want him as a friend I don't want you to feel that way so had he said something I would have completely, you know, try my best to solve the problem. You know, I'm so sorry. I did forget your birthday. Here, how about we do this? How about, you know, something. I would have did something. But because he didn't speak up, it didn't happen. So, speak up. 
don't hold things in. Um, and I'll say that also in your beliefs. I see, uh, how to say this? I see sometimes that people will feel away. And someone will say something against how they feel, and they'll kind of just be quiet, or they'll be like, okay, or they kind of agree, or they become bashful, like, hmm. And I get it, some people are, like, non-confrontational. I'm not that kind of person. Um, But if you believe in something, if something is your belief, say it. Like, don't let anyone make you feel like your beliefs are wrong. Um, Yeah, so just speak up about your beliefs. And then also, I'm going to say this one, and some people will not understand this, but I'm, I believe this one too. Speak up about your struggles. Because sometimes people are fighting a battle by themselves that no one knows that they're fighting and they feel like they are losing. And no one knows that you're fighting this battle. It's so private. And I'm not telling you to go tell everybody your business. No, but have that person, have those people that can help you that, you know what? I know you're going through this, so let me let me do this for you or let me help you out. Have that support system. Find those people that support you that way. If your friends, your family don't support you, especially when you're going through a struggle, then you got to find new ones. And I mean that family too. Got to find a new family. Um... It is what it is. And I say that because a lot of times people are going through a struggle. Um, one of my cousins, I had me and one of my cousins were texting the other day. And I said this to her and I really mean this. I mean this to any of my cousins or any of my friends. Um, I'm not a single mom. Not technically. Because Sophie not really, you know. <laughs> Sophie is my baby. But, you know, she's my fur baby. So, but sometimes it gets tough. Like, being a single, I applaud every single, I applaud every mother because being a mom is a different level of strength and kids be bugged out and I will whoop every kid. I don't care. I will just wake up and whoop my child just to remind them, like, I'm your mom. You need to whoop it. But a single mother, a woman who is doing it by herself, for whatever reason, it doesn't matter if this man never claimed his child or this man decided today he don't want to claim his child or, or if y'all are like doing a great job co-parenting from two different sides or whatever there is moments where you need a moment to yourself and that's one of my other lessons I learned but I want my cousins my friends to know if you ever need a moment to yourself I sit in the house most of the time call me text me like hey girl can you come pick up um so and so or can you watch so-and-so for a couple hours? I literally have, let me tell you, I don't got no kids. But I got puzzles, I got markers, I got paper from the drawing, I got books that kids can read. It's a little, I got a little daycare center over here, okay? So, and I have that because I want kids to be comfortable coming in my house. I hate, like, as a kid growing up, I hated going to people's house that didn't wasn't kid-friendly. Like, mom, why I got to sit here? She don't even have no kids, and she don't even got nothing for me to do. I don't want to watch TV. And I'm not a big TV kid, and, you know, kids now, they all, all got tablets and stuff. But when we was little, we have that, so you went there with your, you, yourself. That's what you was, took the people house in. So, but I try to have, like, a good little mix of stuff for kids in the event that I have to babysit. I have no problem babysitting, but as a family member, be that person for your friends and for your 
family that you know your cousin, your auntie, your whoever is a single mom. She might need moments. She can be handling it the best. I mean, she could be doing it up. She still need a moment. She still needs time to be a woman. She needs time to herself. She needs time. And she needs a place that she knows that her child is safe. That is so important. And that's why I have the games. I want kids to feel safe. And I want their parents to believe that their child is safe here. Um, so, yeah, just do that for your people. Because if people are struggling, speak up so people can know, so people can help you. But then also be that support system for people. Don't just... I hate that now we to a point where we don't even really care about people i hate that like and i said this to this man one day at work the other uh earlier in december and it wasn't him it wasn't like a dig at him whatever but he asked me how i was doing as he was walking out the door and so my comment to him was like you asked me how i'm doing but you're not even listening for my response because we do that. We ask people how they're doing because that's what you do. But we don't listen for the, you know, they, I, I could have said I'm having a horrible day. He probably didn't plan for me to say that and don't know how to handle if I did say that. But don't ask a question that you don't want to answer to. So, you know, actually care. Ask people, how are you doing? How's your day? How's, what's going on? And I literally have so many members at work that that's how I start our conversation. Like, they come in to the bank to do banking stuff. That's cool. We will get to that. But what's going on with you? Like, how is life? One reason I do that is because most situations in life is going to have some financial impact on you. But also because I care about you as a human being. So what's been going on? Like, I give banking tips at work, but I give way more life tips at work. Like, just come on. We're human. Let's talk. Let's be normal. Let's be transparent with each other. You struggling, girl? I'm struggling too. I done been through that. You can get through that. Here's some steps on how you could do that. Okay, now we can handle your bank stuff. But just just be human. Ask people questions and really care about their answers. Um, so that's the second thing is to speak up. The third lesson that I learned in 2018, and this lesson just was more of an insight thing for me, is hurt people hurt people. So... When dealing with someone who has been hurt, whether it be in a relationship, whether it be in friendships, whether it be in family, they can do things and say things to hurt you. And it's not intentional. Like, they don't want to hurt you, but they are hurt. And they haven't dealt with their pain and their traumas and their past. So, they have this wall built up. So, you might have did something that was completely small but to them it was huge and because they're hurt now they're going to say something rude they want to hurt your feelings they want you to feel how they feel but in reality we shouldn't live like that I really believe in communication um so when people don't communicate well we have everything that goes wrong Um, and one of my things for 2019 is also being able to communicate better. I think I'm a pretty good communicator, but sometimes I'm not so good at it. Um, and learning that if someone is hurt, you have to understand that they are hurt. Like you can't fix every situation and you can't allow 
hurt people to ruin your life though because you're hurt because you're going through your trauma because whatever you've experienced that you haven't worked on or that you're still dealing with maybe I can't be a great friend to you right now because I can't be verbally abused because you're going through something or because you're hurt because that's not fair to me so as a person understand you do have to draw those boundaries when you are dealing with a person that's hurt like I'm not saying throw all hurt people out the window no but do okay I understand it you know this is how you feel whatever but you're not gonna talk to me like that you have to put those boundaries up um to protect yourself and to protect your friendship because if you your friend is constantly hurting you your you know boyfriend hurting you family hurting you and you don't put those walls up you don't put set those boundaries it's going to be a slippery slope. Like, it's going to be come to a point where there's going to be a big blow-up or a lot of things get swept under the rug, and then you have a lot of, to kind of clean up and fix. So put the boundaries up. Don't let a hurt person, don't let anybody disrespect you. Don't let anybody talk to you crazy. But know how to communicate your feelings and understand that they may not necessarily see how you feel or where you're coming from because they have hurt lessons that I learned in 2018 that I want to give you but before I give you that I want to go over um something I'm going to do I'm going to try to do on most episodes we'll see how it works just because I don't sometimes I don't read as fast as I think I'm going to read a book but I'm actually going to tell you what I'm reading right now and tell you what I feel about it hopefully I'll be done so that next week I can have a new book but right now I'm actually reading Michelle Obama's book Becoming and when I tell you this book is so amazing, like, Michelle has been goals, period, since we first laid eyes on this woman. But reading this book and just seeing that this woman's come from the same situation that most of us live in, um, you know, and just a super normal, regular family, like, they they just the black family like this is this is who she is so reading this book has been pretty amazing um just to hear her story I'm not too far I'm almost halfway done with it so it's a great book I recommend everyone who reads even if you don't read I feel like it's a staple piece to have if you have a book collection um I used to let people borrow books. I don't now because people don't know how to return them. And even if I read a book, I like my book back. Maybe I want to read it again. So, I found this at Target. Uh, They have them everywhere, though. And then also there's audio versions of the book um, for people who don't like to read. But if you say you have a 15 or 15, 20-minute commute to work, audio books are great. So you can listen to them while you're driving. I don't know how long it'll take to get to the end of the book, but that's not a bad idea. Um, I try to read for at least 30 minutes every night before I go to bed. So hopefully that'll be enough to finish this book. And we'll have another book next week. But Becoming by Michelle Obama is definitely a must-have. Go pick it up. And she has some pretty cool pictures in here. If you get the book version, 
I don't know why I'm opening like I could show y'all the pictures or anything. But some some real throwbacks in here and sis, they just they just so y'all they so black that you just you can't even be mad at it. Like you just gotta love it. So yeah, um get it, take a look at the pictures, read the book, it was great. And back to the lessons of 2018. Okay, so I'm going to jump straight back into it. My next lesson is to take breaks. That is something I learned in 2018. There was times where I was like overwhelmed, just so much going on, my brain constantly on the go, I'm high stress levels, and I'm just chugging along, chugging, chugging, just, you know, going and going and going. And there was moments where I really, I really should have just stepped back, like, you know what? today not today I'm calling in the work um I'm gonna go for a walk I'm gonna go for a bike ride I'm gonna get a massage because you know what we get so stressed out and I especially when especially when it comes to like money situations where it's like if you barely got the money for the bills then you don't have money for anything extra but and you didn't hear this from me but you are hearing it from me Bills are always going to be there. So if you need to take a break, if you need to come back and you know what, I'm going to spend this $60 on a massage and Verizon Wireless, y'all going to have to get y'all money. Uh, put me on a payment arrangement and I'll pay y'all in two weeks because you need those breaks. You need the mental break. You need the physical break. You need something to bring your stress level down. You need to regroup. You need to like, honestly, just... You need to take a break. Then that's just that simple. Um, and you have to understand when you need a break. Because I've noticed, for me especially, generally when I feel like I need a break, I needed a break way before that point. So I take breaks at the last minute when I'm just like over the top in stress and like being super dramatic. Then I'm like, oh, I probably should take a break. When honestly, I probably should have took a break two weeks ago when it's, you know, when it started happening and I'm like, okay, this is going on. Let me take a break to figure this out. Let me take some time to myself to regroup. You have to do those things and you have to understand when you need a break before you get to your breaking point. Because breaking point you, you're no good to no one. You're no good to yourself. You're no good to the team. So know when to take a break. Um, And also on your breaks, don't do work stuff. Like, when you're taking a lunch break, eat lunch. Don't eat lunch and work. Eat lunch. When you're taking your 15-minute break from work, if you work somewhere, if you live somewhere where you can go outside and go for a walk, go for a walk. Like, just really take that break. Like, when people take breaks and sit at their desk, you're still in work mode. So, take time. Take the break. Get out of work mode. Even if it's for 15 minutes. Sometimes on my breaks, my lunch breaks especially, I'll go get out of, I'll leave work. Because sometimes sitting in the break room is just being around a bunch of work people still. So sometimes I'll go sit in my car or it's a Chinese restaurant across the street from where I work. I'll go sit there and eat lunch there instead of eating in the break room just so I can really feel like I am, I'm not a worker at this point. I am literally just a person that's eating lunch. So taking breaks are important. 
The next thing is live in the moment and enjoy it. So I can share this. I think I can share this. Well, I mean, it's not. It's not. One of my best friends' mother passed away this year. Uh, and that might have been a really hard moment for me just because the type of person she was. She was really like a second mother to me from when we were younger. Um, things that you guys don't know, but my mother was young when she had me, so my mother was a young mother. Um, and my best friend mother is a older, was an older mother. Um, so it was like having two different levels of mom because my mom was new to this. So, you know, she's brand new mom. I was her baby and she was still a baby. Um, so we was like, she was a new mom, but then my best friend, her mother, she already had kids. So she, you know, she already had daughters. So she like been down this road before. So I would go to her a lot because she just had like a, a different mom feel like it was like a warm, like when I would go to things to my, to things with my mom because she was young and she was new, it was almost like a stress situation for her because it's like, what? When in reality, I might just really be asking a question. So that was rough for me. Um, but then there was a point where she, she was getting better. And so in the process, when she was getting better, we had went out just driving around the city. And I say live in a moment because in that moment, when I went to pick her up, I got originally didn't go to her house to pick her up, but she wanted to get out the house and I didn't have anything to do. So I'm like, you know, I don't know where we're going to go, but you could come like, you know, whatever. And living in that moment reminded me of times when I would drive around with her older, her oldest daughter. And I was like my big sister. And I felt so cool, like drive around the city with my big sister. And she liked making stops and talking to people and cool stuff, which was cool stuff when I was young. But it reminded me of that. And then it also reminded me of how grateful I should be. Even though in my mind, my life was so crazy and so much was going on. In that moment, I realized to just live in this moment. Like, just enjoy what you have right now. Um, So, live in a moment. Like, you might not have the best of everything, but you have what you have. You have a home. You have a car. You have a family. You know, and make it work for you. Like, enjoy your house. And i that's another thing. <laughs> Living in a moment and enjoying it. I had to realize that when I moved into the apartment I live in now, I didn't want to live here. I just, I really used to, I call this my trap house. I'm like, yo, you can come to the trap house if you want to. My friends are like, stop calling your house a trap house. That's what it was to me, though. Like, my furniture couldn't fit up the stairs. It just was so many issues I had. It just didn't feel like home. But then I was like, but I'm here. So live in this moment and enjoy it. Make this home. So lately I have been making it home. I just redid the bathroom. Um, I'm going to do the kitchen next. And then I'll do the living room and then my room. And then the whole house will be done. It'll feel like a house. And then maybe I'll invite friends over for a game night or something. But you really have to live in a moment. You have to accept things for what they are. And enjoy things at this moment. And enjoy things that are right in front of you. Because we... 
being stressed out, we miss those moments. We miss little things. We like, you'll look back and be like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Oh, that was a great time. But in that moment, you couldn't even realize how much of a great time it was because you were stressed out about something completely different. So just live in a moment and enjoy it and don't take anything for granted. Don't take life for granted. Uh, watching my best friend, family from January to October when she passed away. I've never met a family so strong in my life. I never met women so strong in my life. And, you know, you know, I've known them pretty much my whole life. I asked my mom the other day, like, mom, who was my first friend? And that's who she said my first friend was. So, you know, I've always admired them, but I really have like another level of love and respect for them to just watch the strength and persistence and just everything that they went through and to do everything that they've done with like a smile or like not be negative. And they're still, to this day, they're still not negative people. They're like still living their life, um, just being great. So just live in a moment, enjoy it, and don't take anything for granted. And then the last thing I learned in 2018, well, not the last thing, but the last thing that I'm going to tell you guys I learned, um, is to do nice things for people. And I say that because we live in such a negative world and, oh, it is, it annoys me that how negative people are, how many people don't hold doors for people, how many people just, like, don't say excuse me, how many people, like, will completely ignore you, and it doesn't hurt anybody to be nice. The other day, I went to Uno's in Webster, and it was really packed, so I'm walking the door, no one's at the little desk thing, there's a boy in front of me, and a lady comes in behind us and then a lady finally comes over to the door and she said, oh, I can help who's next. So the boy doesn't say anything. So I'm assuming he's next because he's standing in front of me, obviously. So then the lady behind me goes like, oh, well, you can help us. And part of me was like, I know this lady see me standing in front of her, so she can't believe that she's next. But some people are so self-absorbed that she doesn't care about anyone else in this room. Now, because I was already having a bad day, I am so happy that it was another lady sitting in the lobby. She was like, well, actually, this young lady was here first, so she's next. I'm assuming the boy clearly had already been talked to. So I'm like, okay, thank you. And that just her being able to step in and and say something, do something nice, because she could have mind her business and not said anything at all. And I could have just went off on this lady. But she didn't. She didn't. She seen a situation in a simple I was here when this whole thing happened I know who was here let me say something just do nice things for people it's really nice or I always hear people say this like oh I don't give bums money on the side of the road because they're gonna buy drugs your good intention does not stop because they bought drugs with your money I'm not telling you to give your money to anybody because it's yours but you don't know what anyone's doing with anything. I could ask you for $5 and you would give it to me because I'm not a bum on the side of the road, but I could go buy drugs with it too. 
So your intention is, if your intentions are pure in what you're doing, then your your heart's in the right place. God's not going to be like, well, you know what? You gave that bum $10, but he went and bought Coke with it. So I'm not going to let you in heaven. No, that's, that's just not going to be the reason you didn't get in heaven. So don't say that. If you don't want to give, you don't have to. But do nice things for people. On um, Christmas, I went and got coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. And I paid for people coffee behind me. And I did it because it was Christmas. And I just felt like being nice to someone. Like being a blessing to someone. Um, And I feel when things like that happen, then great things happen for you too. Because I'm being nice. Other people will be nice to me. I'm opening that door putting that positive energy into the world um so with that being said I'm just thinking about it like my mother doesn't live here so Christmas is always one of those iffy times because I don't really often get a lot of gifts or I don't really have I don't have a boyfriend you know I don't have kids I don't have anything to exchange anyone to really plan out and exchange Christmas with um so I honestly don't really expect much for Christmas because I know I'm not going to see my mom until whenever I see her and then me and my dad, I'll give him a gift. He gives me a gift. Um, but that's really pretty much it. So I expect to get from my mom and my dad, and that's it. This Christmas, I um, got so many gifts from my members from work, and it was that was such a blessing for me. And now they, you know, some of them were big, some of them were, were small. But it's just the thought that I affected you enough to make you think about me during the holiday time. That was that was really great. Um, and I think that only comes from, like I said earlier, that comes from that conversation of, well, how are you? Like, yeah, you're here to do this banking stuff, but let's talk real quick. Like, so last time I talked to you, this and this was going on. So how has that changed? Like, what's going on? What's going on with you? Though, I believe the gifts are because of that part of the conversation, that being human, that we're human, we're friends. Like, hey, what's going on? Like, yeah, I'm professional. I will do what I'm here to do, but also let me tell you, like, tell me what's going on in your life. Let's, let's be human. Let's talk to each other. Let's make sure we're okay. Um, so yeah, just do nice things for people. That's really, really nice to do. And I'm almost certain the more nice things you do, the more nice things that'll happen to you. So, you know, like a good little karma thing. Those are my six lessons that 2018 has taught me. I'll do a really quick recap for you. Always take care of yourself first. Speak up. Remember that hurt people hurt people. So don't sit in bad situations and make sure you set boundaries. Take breaks because you need them. Live in the moment and enjoy it. And do nice things for people. Um, But yeah, those, those are the things that 2018 have taught me. And so my quote to end this off with is going to be a great quote. The author is anonymous. And the quote is, the past is where you learn the lessons. The future is where you apply them. So now that I know all of these things, how do I apply that to my 2019? Not quite sure how it's going to work out, but you guys are along for the journey. So thank you for listening. If you have anything, any topics you want to go over, anything you want to talk about, anybody wants to appear on the podcast hit me up let me know we can kind of work out an episode and see what's going on there um that's pretty much all i have for you guys today i hope you enjoyed this episode
All right, so that's all I have for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I'm going to end every episode with my plans for the week. Um, something that I want to do, accomplish in the week. And I want you guys to hold me accountable to it. So my plans for this first week of January is to one, finish this book by Michelle Obama, Becoming, so I can start another book next week. And then also to be in the gym. I want to be in the gym at least three times. So you guys should see at least three pictures posted of me in the gym. Make sure it's different outfits. It's not the same day, you know. Hold me accountable. But that is all I have for you guys today. Thank you for listening. You can follow me on Instagram. Sincerely Shanique is my new Instagram name. Um, Facebook, Shanique McLeod. I think my... I like Twitter. Twitter is probably my favorite. I tweet crazy stuff. Um, But I want to say my Twitter name is Shanique J. But yeah, follow me if you have any feedback for the episode. If you liked it, you hated it, message me, let me know. Inbox me if there's topics you want to talk about. Let me know. Yeah. And happy new year to everyone. And episode one is complete.